he goes, now I've really seen my wife for the first time ever. Like, I was just like, what a gift it is when we allow people to see us in this very ugly, messy state. It's actually beautiful. This is the Illuminate Podcast, and I am your host, Rebecca Boatman. I am fascinated with human relationships, from going on first dates to understanding attachment styles and how our personal spiritual mission plays a big role in all of it. I created this podcast to invite you into conversations with inspiring leaders and I as we explore different topics surrounding dating, relationships, money, and spirituality. Before we start, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And my one ask and a great way that you can contribute to the podcast is to leave a five-star review. And now let's jump in. Today we have a special guest, my friend Taylor Simpson, who is a leading expert in the field of wealth energetics and sexual liberation. Her work has been featured in Forbes, Fox, on ABC, and Fox News, The Washington Post, and many others. She is passionate about helping women activate their truth, expand into their fullest potential, and own all who they be. Taylor is the host of the Embodied Woman podcast, creator of Untamed, a global community, a motivational speaker, and philanthropist. Uh, the best way and the, the shorter version is hitting a rock bottom and going to anger management. So anger management was literally what propelled me into self-development in general. Um, so I dealt with a lot of repressed feelings growing up um, with uh, a dad that was emotionally, physically abusive, sexually abusive. And so we then we never talked about our feelings as as children and still don't typically in our family getting better. And so what happened is years and years of repressed feelings and anger for not being able to share my voice or not being heard um, ended up popping because what happens when we just keep holding, 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 eventually it's going to pop. And so I remember being very specific rock bottom moment of being on the couch with my then ex-husband and husband at the time, now ex-husband, and having eaten an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's, bottle of wine, and broken a vase. So I was a thrower and a hitter. Uh, and I remember thinking, like, where did I go? Like, this isn't who I am. As a child covered in glitter and loved unicorns and danced and sang like who I am now. And something shut that off, which was not knowing how to process my feelings. And I just sat there and thought, I, I have to get back in touch with her. I have to see what happened because this is this is not who I am nor fulfilling me and where I know I want to go. And so the next day, um, I joined Anger Management and Overeaters Anonymous at the same time to deal with my binge eating um, uh, situation. And then I got, I discovered self-development. I discovered Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, like neuroscience and understanding the chakra system to just understand how I got there, like how that even happened. And that led me into energetics and um, going through a sexual awakening and understanding the energy points, i.e. again, the chakras. And it just kind of kept like opening and opening, and opening like a flower, more and more knowledge and wisdom and tools that as a 6'2 in human design, 6 meaning the role model, I would just share as I went, share as I went, share as I went. And naturally it turned into what I do now is is teaching from what I learned to get to where I'm at. But yeah, all stemmed from hitting a rock bottom. 
Wow, babe. Yeah. I didn't know you. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Of that story. Wow. <laughs> so will you talk more about the connection between anger yeah. and sexuality in unlocking my yeah. anger and, and reckoning with it and then seeing and experiencing the connection and the unlocking and sexuality? I literally at one point Googled. <laughs> no joke. I pulled out my phone. This was only last year yeah. and Googled. What's the connection between anger and sexuality? Because yes, yes, I saw yes. the parallel, but Google had nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. That's why I teach it. <laughs> okay, so tell us more. Yeah, okay, that makes me so happy to hear because I'm just like, oh, when women make that connection who who do have repressed anger or rage, any of that, which I believe a lot of us women do, no matter how much we grew up in a family that talked about emotions. We're also dealing with lineage and on behalf of other women. And so I'm just salivating that you knew to connect those because most people don't. And so for me, when I went to anger management and learned tools and how to like let go of my anger, um, meaning like sacred rage practices. And I remember I'd be going through connecting with the chakras sacred rage practices and when I release all this anger and energy very dense tangible energy I remember thinking this feels really good afterwards wow there must be something to this and the more and more I did it um, the more and more I became my own guinea pig on what's possible like I got curious having no clue there was a connection just curious and like okay well if I feel lighter and release this energy And what if I then go into a self-pleasure practice or into dancing, into some type of embodiment practice? Let's see how that would feel. So I started doing that. I'm like, wow, this feels really uh, opening. Like every time I did it, I would go into the contraction with a sacred rage, go in there, fuel it with whatever wanted to come out, jumping, yelling, throwing something safely, punching a pillow, um, any of that. And then, yeah, go into that alchemy of the contraction into the opening. Again, the flower, I, the, the dots just connected. I'm like, wow, this actually feels good. Like mm-hmm. for me personally, it felt good. Like, And I, I wonder if there's other women that also are one avoiding their, their rage. And if I can if I can get them in to see, even buy into like what if on the other side of your rage was bliss like, would you come try this? Like, what if uh, euphoria and bliss and pleasure and abundance was on the other side of you going into the anger? Would you come try this? And it was just like women left and right were like, I will try anything because it's so exhausting mm. to hold on to the anger. It's it's And that it creates discomfort and disease and therefore sometimes cancer when we don't deal with these repressed feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's reminding me of facilitating or watching breath work, how you'll see someone, it looks like they're in so much pain. However, when you've been that person and you're in the breath work process and you're just like releasing, it's actually, it ends up feeling, you feel deep relief yes. and an unlocking and a purification yes. and an yeah. opening. Such an opening. Wow. When you are going through this sacred rage practice are you being witnessed or are you doing it on your own yeah on my own and then I've had Johnny my husband also hold space so for me it's it's so sacred that I like to move through that in a way that I can just really let go and be free but then I'll also invite Johnny in to witness that and to have that vulnerability which is like terrifying and still terrifying no matter how much I do this work it's just like oh okay like you're going to see me and uh, one of the work that we did together at ISTA, which is a, um, a 
what is it, um, Institute for Shamanic, Sexual Shamanic something. Anyways, we went to an ISTA week-long retreat, and it was about pretty much what I teach and didn't know that, going into the sacred rage, going to the contraction, coming out, and Johnny and I did a sacred spot um, together. So the women would do it to the men, and the men would do it to the women. Sacred spot work is where the man puts his hand, his fingers, up your pussy to activate any trauma that's in there and or pleasure. The women put their finger up the anus um, because that's where they hold. They The tight ass term is real. They wow. hold, yeah, men hold, like you're a tight ass. Like that's because they're holding repressed trauma and repressed rage. And so for the women, we go up there and you could feel the whole like anus relax and then they go into rage. And so when Johnny did it for me, I, because you don't do it in a sexual way, it's very like intentional and sacred. Even when he got to my knee, like worked his way up, I am already in it, in the contraction. I wow. turned into a dragon and like just went like it, like a medicine journey. And I remember in that moment when he finally an hour later got his finger just like an inch in me. I was like, wow, like this is being seen, like really being seen. And he shared after afterwards during this the circle share. It was the most beautiful statement. He goes, now I've really seen my wife. For the first time ever. Like, I was just like, what a gift it is when we allow people to see us in this very ugly, messy state. It's actually beautiful. So that is like a time that I was witnessed and it was like pure alchemy for both of us. Wow, babe. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think about everyone listening and our hearts feeling into your hearts and knowing that you can be your fullest ragiest yeah. self and and be loved even more in yeah. in that. Yeah, and that's that was terrifying for me. Like I because anytime I had temper tantrums growing up or let out any anger, it was just like I got sent to my room, I got punished. Therefore, expressing your feelings is bad. Therefore, I'll be unloved. And so yeah, to be seen in that was just like and for him to be able to give me that gift of now I've seen you, I'm like, "Okay, I'm on the right path." of empowering women and reminding women that the feminine is ugly and chaotic and messy, but it's beautiful. Like the deeper we can go into our rage, we unlock that for other women around the world. Like we unlock that for our past ancestors, lineage, other women who didn't have the tools and knowings that we have now. Or the right. Or the right or the ability. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, babe. So I'm like such a visual person. So yeah. I'm also looking at the body and everything you say. Yeah. How would you describe it? Is it like the rage a certain color that then we are mm. touching with light to then allow it to be illuminated and released? Or yeah. do you have any certain visuals that you see around it? Totally. So everything I teach is based off the chakra system. And so how I see it and, and guide people through it is going into the root chakra first, which is our safety and activating that energy point, so to say, energy point number one, and have it be red and like light up this red. And so it's going into this practice first to open, uh, unlock your chakras, and then you can feel it. So I'll go into root and I'll see red. I'll light it up. Like where did I not feel safe as a child? Where do I not feel safe now within myself or other people? And light that up. And then I'll go through my second, my second, the sacral chakra, my sexuality. Where was that turned off? Where was that shamed? My creativity, my play, my silliness, and then solar, heart. So I'll light them all up, almost bring, if we were a computer, which I believe we're a computer system, I bring online, I turn on, 
anything that's dormant, meaning Mm. a shadow part. And the moment they're all turned on, the light switch is on in the darkness, so to say, then I'll really breathe into it and allow all those colors just to show up and be bright and then let the colors morph into whatever color they want to be. And typically what will happen is they'll all like meld into one into this like black dense ball the, contr- the ultimate contraction where they're all being condensed into my field where I can then breathe into it and and dance into it, which then turns into a bright white light, which is the bliss and going into the next practice. Wow. Is there any specific color that it's then um, almost like dissolving any areas that needed spe- the light? Yeah. Do you yeah. allow that to expression to flow through your body, whether it's you know, whatever energy point is needing it the most. Yeah, it's typically my heart. My heart tends to always end up like ending there mm-hmm. where this, it's like a emerald green, one of my favorite colors, just like emanating and allowing the light to be penetrated by this green light. Someone opens it up, which you and I were talking about forgiveness. Like that's been deep work for me, forgiving my dad and a bunch of other unnecessary situations in my life. And I think for me, it, like it's like that, that heart, that love, that opening, that forgiveness, that forgiveness of self, um, forgiveness of other, really, then the vibration, the frequencies that we set off of our heart is actually, what is it, 60 times more powerful than our brain, which says a lot. And so every time I see that green, that emerald green penetrating the light, I know that I am stepping into a higher state of consciousness. I know I'm emanating love more than I did before the practice. And I believe our our goal here is to bring more love and light, even though it's like the silliest term. But it's like it's true. Like yeah. be the love and light, and you're like fuck. Like you read that on hashtag. A yeah. yeah, but it really is. In the end, it's just like that's the reality. Like emanating love and light, yeah. pun intended. The love out of my heart and the white light that I'm opening up into. Wow. Yeah. And how accessing the rage allows you to a- access love. more light and more love. Yes. Like rage is, I like to explain that rage and anger is the sharp edge of a, a triangle, meaning like it's in like the, the triangle represents love, okay? And the edges are rage. They're pointy. But like what if we just like rub down the rage, it would turn into a circle, wholeness, completeness, mm-hmm. love. Anger and rage is just the edge of a triangle of love or yeah. a square, rectangle, whatever you want. What would you tell the person who's listening to us and maybe like, but I, they're maybe afraid that there's something that they're upset about that they're like, can I actually get beyond that? Mm. What would you tell her? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we have the mind is almost attached to, but this is my truth. This is my story. So how I look at those situations as how is that actually serving me? Which is, it's true. Like every story we have, good or bad, it's all neutral anyways, is serving us to a degree. Otherwise, we wouldn't choose to carry it around. And so I look at those as, okay, because I'm already uh, doubting or questioning it, like that means on the other side is freedom, Mm -hmm. is liberation, is forgiveness, is surrender, is love. Therefore, how can I let the mind know that I get that this story has been keeping you small, protected, safe, I get it. Right. Like I, I call it the mind versus the ego because I'm going to actually have a, a, a conversation with it in my belief. 
versus having to like strangle the ego and fight it off. Mm-hmm. The mind is just like, all right, I'll listen to you. I'll I'll give you five minutes of my yeah. time. And so it's like, okay, mind, what if we just tried this new jacket on? We don't have yeah. to go the other. We don't have to throw it away yet. This fear of can I get rid of this? Can I grow through this? Can I rage through this? We don't have to believe that yet. But like, what if I can get my mind to just give it a try, and and play with it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing about sacred rage is it gets to be playful. It gets to be fun. Like I'll put on. I have a sacred rage playlist yeah. that's like Rage Against the Machine, and I just like I play with it. I don't take it seriously. Like I take it sacredly, not seriously. I take it sacredly, and therefore, once we tell the mind, let's just try this, like, and see what happens. of the time, we're like, oh, I did it. Like, that wasn't as scary or as hard as I thought it was going to be. As my mind made it out to be. Mind made up. Well, because it brought the past. It brought proof that when I do this, this happens. But if we just gamify it, you never know the result. Wow. It's like the willingness to be in the unknown. Willingness to be in the unknown, which is terrifying sometimes, but also equally exhilarating. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> infinite possibilities happen in the unknown. So our our sacral, our womb, is looks the same as our throat chakra. Like if you were to mirror them side by side, our womb, our cervix, our larynx look almost exact same. When you look down on them, they look the same. And so for women, for the w- women in your the journey, that's just learning how to use your voice and how to speak. Let alone not rage out yet, right? Some people might not be there, and that's getting to the root of. Where were you blocked in the past from just sharing your voice, setting a boundary, like the little stuff, but really it's the big stuff. And then going into, well, I can't have a sacred rage practice if my throat chakra is closed because it's just impossible. Like we're, we're going to whisper the whole time. And to really alchemize it, we want to be all in, surrendered to it. And so going down to the sacral, which is our sexuality, and it's like, oh, well, my throat chakra is closed because I was shamed for speaking my truth or sharing my feelings. Therefore, shame resides in the sacral chakra. And shame is one of the lowest frequencies on the Hertz chart. So what if there, I like to play the what if game, so the mind can chill for a second. What if I tuned into my sacral? Where am I still carrying shame around who I be? Where am I carrying shame around just loving myself and that it's being selfless, not selfish? Where might their shame be that, like, prioritizing my health and my sanity, like, I can't do that. That's not for me. That's for someone else. So going into the shame first, where shame resides in all any area of our life, and we unlock that, the throat chakra opens. Wow. And when the throat chakra opens, then we can go into the rage. So sometimes we have to go backwards to come back out. What do you think about this as well? At our retreats, because I'm, you know, sometimes the work is just actually a lot of the times it's intuitive. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, it's like we're in this space pretty much all the time. We have a plan, but I'm willing to scratch it. It's always I'm like, and it always gets scratched. One hundred percent. Or there's times when I've had women just stand up and just move, just go. <gasps> like I just want to hear you. Like I let energy flow through. It can sound any way. Just energy. Just yeah. letting it flow when you can. Feel like there doesn't like telling the mind right it doesn't need to make sense just yeah. like let sound come out yeah that's incredibly powerful yeah what do you okay so in everything that you're sharing and this yeah. powerful work that you you're doing when you how would you when you look at 
our planet and yeah. the collective and what we're experiencing, what we're going through, the rise of the feminine. Yeah. How how would you connect it all, including mm. rage, including shame, including where we're at and where we're going? Absolutely. It's such a direct reflection of what goes I like to say what how I be on the inside is what I see on the outside. So more and more women that are stepping into their their feminine power, into their Kali and their Isis, their Lakshmi and their Kuan Yin, all these different archetypes, these energies within us, that light, that amplification is going to also at the same time shed light onto the darkness, onto shadows within ourselves and the world. I am briefly pausing this episode to invite you if you are ready to access bravery and start challenging your current idea of self and take brave action to unlock a new sense of self within you so you can be a match for and manifest the life and the relationship that your soul desires or if anything on my show has inspired you to begin the journey inside our powerful online Meet the Frequency membership. It is my best kept treasure. It is a year-long membership to access multiple powerful workshops that we have, plus exclusive access to our online community to guide you and support you on your journey to love. The link is in the description and you can use our complimentary special code ILLUMINATE for $20 off. And now back to the episode. So imagine, it's like I see the world right now as a bunch of light switches are turning on and watch out for the woman who turns her light switch on because like sh- there's no going back. Like once a woman accesses and traverses all parts of who she be, which is the rise of the feminine, like the dark feminine and the light feminine, right? It's going to awaken the rest of the world's shadows and darkness and trauma. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In order to raise the collective, we have to be willing to see the darkness within ourselves and other people. And so it's really incredible to, you know, see women in their feminine power and simultaneously the world's crashing down. <laughs> and it's like, we got this. Like, women stepping in their power yeah. is creating the world to come crumbling down. Like, we're fucking doing this in the most beautiful, chaotic way because the feminine is pure chaos, uncontrolled chaos. Yeah. So the world is now not like people that are in there that are asleep still are just like, wait, what? Therefore, they're acting out because they don't know how to process what we know how to process. And it's never, we don't, you know, I don't know anything. Like in the end, like, I don't know anything. Like, and I hope I never know everything because that means I'm dead or whatever. And so it it really is, it's like we're shaking up the world. If we're like a ball of, you know, a jar of rice or something. And it was like chilling for a while. And we're like, oh, (laughs) hell no, we're shaking this up so we can all rise. Like, it's the masculine and the feminine rising. Wow, babe. That's like how I see it. The shaking up. It's like I also saw an image of sifting for gold. That. Yep. And, like, the the gold's, like, like kind of, like, it's been covered up. And all of a sudden the gold's like, okay, it's my time to shine now. Like, watch out, world. Like, (laughs) no stopping it. (laughs) Did you go through an experience or a pro- in, a, in a part of this process of owning your rage and 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 or expressing it where <laughs> it almost felt like you're like a a chihuahua or something that's just learning boundaries you're like bah, 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 like the way it comes out it's so messy yes so messy i like to call it the overactive throat chakra yeah. uh where it is the chihuahua who thinks it's like tamed and then just like bites everyone <laughs> It's like you never had boundaries, so then when you set them, it's like 
anarchy. Yeah, which is the the I like to say the uncontrolled dragon, the dragon awakening within all of us women. That's how I see it too. Is we're all dragons awakening to our power, and the the baby dragon. This is how I give this visual because you're a visual person too, which I love. So. Like, imagine we're all dragons, but we have to go back to our baby dragon first to learn how to fucking tame our dragon. So the baby dragon is like, it's born now. The egg is cracked open. And for the first time, it, like, sneezes and just, like, burns to, like, smithereens the person in front of it. And it's like, oh, whoops. (laughs) Like, I see how I just coughed something I wasn't aware of and burned you down. My bad. Okay, let me see if I can learn to maybe like take a moment and pause before I cough or sneeze, speaking our truth or sharing a boundary or whatever that is. So it's learning how to like, that's why I love the, the Pixar movie or whoever makes it, How to Train Your Dragon. Because it's like, you know, like I, I'm like, oh, like th- that little black dragon. Toothless. Toothless. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't know how to. And it's like so sweet it hides. That's, that's the feminine. And so we either burn shit down and it it's a dance. It's an art that I'm still learning. Like I'm definitely not an expert in it for sure, but I'm devoted and committing to getting better and better and better. But it is the – once we unlock our sacral, our sexuality, and unlock our throat, very common to have the pendulum swing be a reality, which is attacking people. And it's like, oh, that's not going to solve any problem like myself or the world. Therefore, how can I bring the pendulum back? back within myself and then reapproach the conversation in a way that lands yeah the the, the trained dragon versus the uncontrolled dragon Mm -hmm. yeah yeah have you you would have you heard of the book she by robert johnson no you would love it oh my gosh done you talk to my cart aphrodite and psyche and how um aphrodite is the like hurricane when she's upset she just doesn't care she'll like you know just Lose it. Lose it. And Psyche, when she's upset, she goes to like suicide. She goes like wanting to die and feels like helpless. Totally closed off. And how we're, and yet there's the healthy version of both of them and how as women we're learning in this lifetime to integrate. (laughs) Which is so messy. Yes. (laughs) Which it sounds like you were familiar with Aphrodite. Yeah, for sure. I was familiar with Psyche. Yeah. And then it's like learning to turn on my Aphrodite. Uh Now you're learning to share feeling turning on Psyche. And it's like it is. It's like a and that's the beautiful thing about having women in our life that have those different parts where it's like that's what that looks like. Got it. Okay, like I can, I can get having archetypes and friends that awaken those parts in you. So we can. You're right. Like I, I, I totally agree. Of it's, it's we're all trying to figure out how to make the impact, how to be seen and heard, but from a grounded, soft yet fierce place, which is it's an art. <laughs> yeah, and it reminds me of how relationships are like a consistent initiation. Yeah into the more authentic, empowered, loving version of us. And that's why relationships are a gift and a double-edged sword. Uh, (laughs) Again and again and again. I love hearing about Johnny witnessing you. And I want to go back to that because I remember recently in an experience where I was feeling – I knew I I was like, I have anger in me and it doesn't even feel like mine, but is it mine? Like I just have this energy I need to move. And I was telling my partner, and he's like, well, babe, just here's a pillow. And I was like, 
like I was felt so uncomfortable yeah. raging in front of him. Yeah. And I had to like my body was just felt frozen, but I knew I'm like I know this is what I need to do. Yeah. Just freaking scream into this pillow. Yet yeah. the amount of almost shame and embarrassment I that was coming up, you know, doing it in front of my partner or the thought of it was yeah. wild. Yeah. And I remember even the middle of the night like years ago when my dog would wake me up, I would snap and yeah. I would be like get up, get up. like yeah. I would put to the point where it would scare me yeah <laughs> like who was that yes yes right yeah. so so I ended up doing it in front of him and it was so powerful and mm. so beautiful and I would love to talk about that why is it that you think being witnessed in it because that's extremely powerful yeah why do you think that's like a whole nother layer of healing yeah I think it's because we as women were we, we were told to be quiet, put our hand over our mouth, which is actually why I don't scream into a pillow because it's actually muting the voice. I couldn't do it without the pillow. Yeah, with Level punching two for me, punching the pillow. <laughs> but just like, just like, it's like how I look at that as like it's it's covering up. Which when we start work we, that work, it's perfect, right? Like yeah. because we're like, okay, this is like scary. I'm gonna cover my own mouth because this is too vulnerable for me, which is a beautiful place to be. Mm. And I'm like, I'm gonna encourage you to like. Punch the pillow next time and scream out loud. Uh, okay, I will, tell you, I will do it and I will tell you. You'll, and you'll feel different because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shit. To my mouth seen. is wide open now. And my voice is fully being heard now. And so I think because with the, that was such a perfect um, example for the pillow, because we've always had our hand over our mouth, told, like, don't talk unless spoken to as little girls. Um other cultures around the world, countries around the world who literally have their mouth covered, like they can't speak their truth. Uh, we've had witches hung throat because they were who they were. So there's always this this mouth covering, this voice covering. And so when I feel like we're being witnessed, sounds come out and sounds that aren't even ours that are like opened up to other portals and channels. It's the most vulnerable thing. Like sharing our voice is hearing what our soul is saying so for me that's why like the voice and the sacred rage and the yelling um can be the most terrifying thing because we can dance we can you know make love into the things that are vulnerable and showing ourselves but to like let the voice and the 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 mouth open up the jaw open up the throat chakra open up that's like a portal to our soul because we're able to speak it on its behalf that's why I think it's it's terrifying because it's it's our voice. Wow, babe. Okay, so I love that you said soul, and I want to yeah. know more. Why why do you feel like the the soul and the voice are so connected? Yeah, yeah. Think of, I think about the version of me, even fuck, even three years ago, if I were to uh, watch videos or listen to myself talking three three years ago. I had a higher pitch tonality because yeah. yeah. I was speaking from my head. Mm. Uh, I'm always a fast talker, and that's just when I'm in it and channeling or in the flow, I'm going to talk fast. But my tonality has changed over the years yeah. because I'm now in my heart, in my womb space talking. And so the tonality, I believe, the deeper we allow ourselves to drop into our body the safer our human self feels, which is the 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 outline of our soul, the house of our soul, the temple of our soul, it can the, the soul can speak through. Yeah. 
Like it's in our, I feel like it's in our womb, which is a portal to other worlds and our heart. And so we sink into that by paying attention to the tonality that we're using. It feels like the human, the nervous system feels safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way to see this is think about when someone screams at you as a child and they're like high pitched screaming, the nervous system doesn't know how to process that. But think about if you could like rage out and hear someone's rage that's deep and like guttural, not from the head, not a high-pitched scream, Mm. but a deep embodied scream. You can feel the vibration of the voice so much differently. And I, in my most recent um, Bufo experience, I experienced how like I've had a a, a, – perspective change where I saw, thought the eyes were like the connection to the soul. I believe eyes are the mirror to our soul. But I believe the voice and sound, sound frequency, sound heals, is actually t- the tonation of our soul. Wow. Not like the eyes are just the connection. The voice and the vibration is like how to hear someone, how to like connect with someone. Because if someone's talking deep and, the, and embodied and the other person's in their head, the, the trust isn't there because yeah. you're like, something's off yeah. and it's not the eyes. It's like, what is it? Oh, the vibration of their voice isn't clicking. Yeah. And their being. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Jason. Jason. Do you ever meet Jason? No. Okay. So one of my dear friends says we, one of the epidemics we're living in is people not occupying their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I know we were having coffee before this talking about how heaven is on earth and we are the point of creating heaven on earth yeah and i feel that's related to what you're saying where yeah. you're we allow the soul to come into the body yeah to be felt to be expressed and it's so fascinating because i feel when you walk through that journey you you can then pick up on those things mm-hmm. prior to walking that journey you don't see it no nope. i remember danette said to me actually she looked at me she this was like maybe four years ago she goes I think you need to go to the beach and just rage out (laughs) and I I was like kind of laughed really uncomfortably and I was like you're crazy like literally I I was just like whatever I didn't see it weird but she was right yeah you know yeah because I can easily meet someone and by the tone of their voice and how they carry themselves I can tell if they've gone to the darkness darkness or not like I can tell if people avoid doing shadow work just by the tonality of their voice or are fearful of it either gone to it or fearful of it because there's like that lack of like depth Mm -hmm. that like I see like the the sacral chakra like because if we feel safe within ourselves we'll go there in the darkness but if we're still learning to be safe within ourselves Going into the darkness is scary. That, that was the majority of my life. Like, so I, I I get it. And there's still times where I'm like, oh, God, like, what if the darkness consumes me? What if I go in and I go batshit crazy? And there's been plenty of times I was sharing with you. I'm like, I was like, I'm never going to come out. I'm going crazy. I am getting lost in the dark in like plants and plant medicine ceremonies. And then I remember there's always a little light on, a little flicker. Like, and as long as we remember that... Like, we can do the shadow work. We can go into the darkness. It it's, cannot consume us. Light penetrates dark. Darkness cannot penetrate light. And so the deeper we go, then the wider we expand. And those are those people that you can see that can traverse it all. 
and and you can see that other people and 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 activate them in ways and they activate you and it's this beautiful like reciprocity when you can see that in each other it's like a dynamic i think of yeah. you growing your ability to be dynamic and I, I think more now than ever women are remembering that we get to be it all that we get to touch the darkness because it it wants just love and we get to be light and love and we get to be both simultaneously like that's how we become magnetic that's how we become abundant and big when we are who we be like imagine how how i like to explain accepting the darkness and and loving it is because if we're just light and love we're actually only half of us so we can manifest and be abundant and wealthy being light and love for fucking sure for sure but imagine if we brought in the darkness held it within us loved it therefore not pushing away parts of ourselves with shame we are now double the magnet wow and so if if we were this magnetic and abundant and attracting what we wanted in the light oh my god if i accepted all of me then and i think that's why a lot of women are scared of their power and therefore going into the darkness and alchemizing it because they know that if they turn into the ta- like the tamed dragon like the actual like uh responsible dragon um that's that fear of judgment fear of success fear of all the things that come with being a powerful woman so it's kind of a double-edged sword that I think we're all learning how to be it all, encompass it all. But yeah, if you're motivated by being abundant and being free and liberated, then what would it look like to accept all of you? Do you think that, I heard this one time and I've pondered it, that what you don't own in your shadow owns you? For fucking sure. Because it's just like, <laughs> it's like a virus lingering in the darkness. And so if you keep looking at it, we're like, you're not cute, not dealing with you. It's just sitting there like, hmm <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep dragging your ass down, which is the hertz frequency chart. The shame that we're not looking at is 20 hertz, and it's very heavy and dense. So it's like a little gremlin thinking, oh, cute. You think you can ignore me and be light and love? Like, I'm going to dr- physically drag your ass down. Therefore, I'm controlling you. And, and the way to dissolve that is to go and feel it, correct? To go and feel it. Let it consume you because it's impossible to be consumed by the darkness. Wow. Yeah. I remember at the seven-day silent retreat mm, that I did, yes. there was a moment when I was falling asleep and I had these very uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. come up that were normal. And usually it was like, eat the peanut butter, throw on Instagram, mm-hmm. like something, right? Now I'm like starved of all those things. <laughs> so I get to be with it. I remember actually thinking, I am I going to die? Like it was incredibly yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> uncomfortable and yeah just and I had to tell my mind it's going to be okay it's safe to feel this and I for the first time was saw all the programs that told me not to feel <laughs> told me not to be in my body mm. and I was just like it's okay and maybe lasted 20 minutes but it felt like a lifetime and I know it kept happening in my sleep then when I woke up in the morning I was like I fucking did it <laughs> Yeah. You feel different. You, you feel, feel totally different. Noticeably different in yep. your body. Yeah. Yeah. And safer. And safer. The deeper we can go, the wider our capacity to receive and expand grows. The deeper, like a palm tree, the deeper our roots can go into the earth, into the darkness, into the muckiness, the palm tree is still growing. 
The palm tree doesn't like stop growing and produce coconuts and beautiful leaves just because we're going deeper and deeper. It's both happening simultaneously. So I love hearing that you felt that shift. You felt the the coconut bloom. You felt the big leaf come out. And like if you've ever seen a palm tree in a, which is why I use the, the visual for a palm tree, in a windstorm, it will bend, 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 but that thing is not breaking. It will just continue to surrender and sway because it, it knows its roots are so rooted and safe under the earth unless the earth comes up, but then it all goes together. So technically it didn't break. It just moved with the earth. And so that, that shift you felt is that that contraction that was tangibly heavy dissolved because you went there. And it is when you go when you get out of it, where the only way out is through. So when we go through it, we get to be so fucking proud of ourselves on the other side. So I'm so happy to hear that you like felt that. Yeah, yeah. I feel this is also so related to our our willingness and ability to know that there is a gift inside the contracted feelings. There's wisdom. There's power. Versus I feel our society hasn't quite yet, but is on the way to accepting the other side of the spectrum of emotions, the unpleasant yeah. feelings, the contraction, which yeah. you talk about often. Yeah. And I think that's so important for everyone to hear and, mm-hmm. and to know there's a gift in there. And when you go in, it feels like you need to fully feel it yeah. for it to be complete yes. and sent back to yes. the universe to then create coherence yes. in the body. Alchemy. Have you ever seen the movie Soul? Yes. Okay. So how I explain the another visual for all the visual people is, you know, in that the dream place they go to and they're like, those big, like the people that are asleep on the other world are these big gremlins. And when they wake up, they're like sleepwalking. They wake up. This whole body of like armor of these big, scary gremlins dissolve off. And inside appears this beautiful little human that's like, Oh, hi. I forgot. And so when we avoid going into contractions, there's a little like version of us that doesn't know that it's in a contraction because it's completely become blind. It's completely fallen asleep. And so why would we abandon parts of ourselves because they're scary? But on the inside, they're like gold. They're just like, hi, thank you so much for rescuing me. Like, I'm ready to be a part of you now. Like not they don't know though. The contraction doesn't know is a contraction because it's an illusion. Like the contraction is no idea it's a contraction because it's become it's asleep inside of it. It's asleep inside of it. And hence the world is asleep. The world people who are asleep are in a contraction and they don't even know it. That statement, God is God is man asleep, man is God no, no. Man is God asleep, God is man awake. And so when we think about the contraction and people that don't know it and they're just walking around sleepwalking, doing the whole like nine to five robot, when they have a spiritual awakening, that whole illusion dies off. And they're like, why did no one tell me that I was asleep? And you're just like, you got, you got to figure it out. You had to figure it out. So it's the same thing. The contraction is so used to being contracted. That's why in the core of it, it just wants love to be seen, to be heard. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. It reminds me so much when we send people on the Calibrave experiences and then we sometimes we'll film them and you'll see people in their programs. They're like looking, they're like, they're like, what's going on? And we're always like, oh, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because the yes. person's expressing their soul and they're moving and they're free and maybe they're dancing with yes. a plant or they're just like, and pe- the people are so in their program of what they know. Right. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 
like walking around like this is weird. And it's interrupting. It's like a massive interruption, which is what how I also see your yes. work, right? Yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a pattern interrupt. And when people aren't open to pattern interrupts, they're just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are these people <laughs> dancing with pineapples? But it could be a gift to awaken someone to be like, wow, that would be fun. What was I doing before that that wasn't fun? Therefore, a part of the contraction wakes up and they can come more into the light. So I love that you use that as like such a good visual. Yes. And I want to explore more because I'm like, okay, the contraction doesn't know that it's a contraction. And you said it's not real. Yeah. So what is it that makes it an illusion? Yeah, because it's fear. So anything but love is an illusion. Anything but love is an illusion. Yeah. Therefore, the contraction is the contraction is engulfed in on itself. It's the black hole within us that just keeps opening. The black hole just eats itself over and over and over and over. And so the contraction is love that it hasn't love hasn't penetrated it. And if love hasn't penetrated it yet, it's fear. And fear is just lacking love. Therefore, an illusion. Anything but love is an illusion. Wow. This is like a. Such a great reminder as everyone is expanding more into themselves. And when there is that fear of judgment, it's like, okay, can I actually hold love for the version of me that used to be different and would judge? And can I hold love for the people who are going to? Then it's like I can be the fullest expression of my soul from that place. For sure. And when we can accept, I love that you said that all past versions and we don't have shame off of right, I've been the bitch I've been the judger I've been the the abuser I've been it all like yeah. all of it yeah. but if time is an illusion so if we shame our past selves for having judgment because we fell asleep and we didn't know we were judging we were consumed by an illusion not 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 lacking love but consumed by an illusion love was waiting for us to come back to it we then free up all timelines of ourselves because the version of who we be now is going to be different than who we are a month from now, two weeks from now. And so if we could hold compassion for the asleep versions of ourselves in the past and moving in the future, because there are times where I'm asleep and I am judging and I am the bitch and I am closed off, whatever it is. And it's just because I'm lacking love for a moment, but I can't judge myself for it. I'm a human Mm -hmm. trying my best. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I'm not the best at it, but I want to get better and better. It's so crazy thinking about when you say that judge. It's like, okay, we we were made also, right? Or were we with the judgments a thing? The mind, it's the mind that judges. It's the mind that categorizes. It's the mind yes. that it believes in this concept called time that we created. It's, yeah. and then there's this deeper part of us that can feel beyond that and be present and mm-hmm. be beyond that. And it feels like the journey in life is coming back to that point. Over and over and over again. Where you just said, I've been the judger. I think that's so important. And I think that's so beautiful to when we are willing to fully own the ways in which we have been the things that we condemn. Yeah. Yeah. Full acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance of all of my darkness, past, present, and future. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because there will always be. Like, that's why I keep coming back onto the earth plane to become a little lighter and lighter. And I think if we all give each other permission, especially as women, to take that responsibility of, I have been at all. So who am I to continue to judge other people who are judging? Like, (laughs) I've been there. They don't know what they're doing. 
like just like I don't know what I'm doing when I'm consumed by an illusion. Therefore, yeah. we get to have compassion for the people who don't even there if there are our, our dearest friends or family. Like yeah. we get to have compassion for you don't know what you're doing right now. And I hope that when I don't know what I'm doing, you give me the grace as well. You talked about green energy in the beginning, which yeah. is also compassion. And we talked about forgiveness and how <laughs> I love that that's what this is turning yeah, into. Yeah, just the green, this green love. Yeah, and what a high frequency that Such is. Such a high frequency. It, and it is all. Yeah, and what it feels like to really be in that. It's like it feels like then you're seeing through the eyes of your heart. And I know so many people desire love, right? They want to be in a loving partnership. And it's like your everything you're sharing is offering the state of you to then be in that so that it can meet you because it's always seeking you. Yes. Love is just seeking itself. And I, I beautiful statement that I received from my psychotherapist and Bufo facilitator, also dear, dear, dear soul sister, this beautiful concept that just, you know, those basic concepts that blow your mind yeah. and you're just like, oh my God, my entire life just changed. She was like, you, because I was working on, on receiving love. I've been a, a, as a Leo, we are the most, it's the heart, like we're the heart chakra and the, the system and the sun. So we are also so sensitive, like the most emotionally sensitive ones are by our heart. And so I, I, my medicine in this lifetime being a Leo and Leo in many areas of my natal chart is accepting and receiving love and not blocking off because I'm tough and I've got this, Right. And so the work we recently did was around, can I accept love and, and give love freely? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, if we are love and we just are love, can you give love? I'm like, well, yeah, I love to give love to, to Johnny and my friends. She's like, but that means that they're lacking love then. Mm-hmm. And if they're also just love and they're taking it, that's impossible. You can't give or receive love if we just our love. There's nothing to give and receive. I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> so then I was like, I'm like a little like a little child. I'm like, okay, so if we are love and I can't give love to Johnny and it, I can't take it from him because it's just is. So then I guess my only job is to just be love and like let other people's love be a part of my love. She's like that. I'm like, I can do that. Then there's no trying to overcompensate or take. Or manipulate. Or manipulate to get the love. It's like, oh, I have nothing to take from you or give to you. But we can be together in love. I was I was mind blown. Like, got it. Be in love. <laughs> be the state of love. State of love. Be the love. Be in the love. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, nothing for- to give, nothing to take. Okay. I'm going to forget a million times and have to come back to 100%, it. 100%, <laughs> which is why I had the word remember tattooed on my body. Genius. To remember, <laughs> facing me. That way, those times where I am taking love or withholding love, I was withheld love by my by my family. So I tend to, my automatic go-to is withhold love from people if I feel like I'm not safe. And so, yeah, the remember there is to yeah. let it all go. It's all an illusion. My connection to source, my connection to God is the only fucking thing that matters, which is love. Yeah. <laughs> and to know like when you are like have the reaction to want to withhold love, it's only actually because you love so much and you yeah. care and you're open. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think about um, how when you were, you were, Carmen was sharing yeah. and you were sharing, it's about being the love. And it's so fascinating because when we're being the love, 
It's like then we are illuminating love. So we're actually able to see it in the other person versus controlling, manipulating, judging. It's like, okay, if I can just point it back here and I can choose to be it, I'm going to illuminate it in the other person. I'm going to actually see it and witness it and experience it. And it's that simple. Yeah, that, yeah it, it, it is. Isn't it funny how, as humans, we overcomplicate everything? Yeah. And what's that, the Beatles song, all we need is love? And we're like, yeah, cute, cute, cute. I'm like, oh, they got it. They understood it. <laughs> Literally all is we need is love. And when we can just, I love that, like amplifying, like we're flashlights looking at each other. And if yeah. we can just point each other's flashlights at each other, the flashlight, the light gets brighter. And then we all just walk around. That's why soul family is so important. And being with soul family who amplifies love with you yeah. is even more important. Because imagine all of us walking, holding hands, lit up by each other, not lighting each other up, lit up by each other. We then naturally are going to elevate the planet Yeah. and 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 show other people that are asleep as we were at one point what's possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just reminding each other. Just mirrors. We live in a house of mirrors. Yeah. And a house of mirrors. In a house of mirrors. Everything. Our mirrors. Everything. <laughs> Every, Can't hide from a mirror. It feels like it's happening faster and faster oh when you God, manifest yes. situations. And it's like, okay, this is happening quicker and quicker. Do you feel a connection between any of specific elements and emotions mm. and this work? Like I always connect. I always draw oceans. I always yeah. connect oceans and emotions and Think about how our earth is 75% water. Yeah. We're 75 plus percent water. And I think of water's energy and motion yeah. and how we came here to master energy. We came here to master emotion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, em- Emotion is love in in movement. Like emotion is love in momentum. Like it, it is in water holds frequency and you could talk to it and it holds memory. Like that's the cool thing about water is it holds it's a language within itself. If you listen to water, it will talk to you. Like it, it, that's why we drink people that are asleep drink tap water and chlorinated water because it's dead water. Therefore, actually dehydrates you even more, which is why we put salt in our water to yeah. actually bring it back to life. And so for me, what I tend to be gravitated towards element wise is the jungle. Um, and I am a fresh water. I love the ocean, um, but I am a texture person where some textures actually bother my skin. Um, I forget the name of it, but sand on my feet just hurts my body. Like I get like, oh, gives me goosebumps even thinking about so it right now. So you not go to the beach I go what? to the beach, but what I do... With boots what, on? Well, no, but like in Costa Rica, bags? the ocean is like... is The sand is so much different than like sand in America. It like fall... It's like a little more silkier and not gritty. Um, so Costa Rica, I'm, I'm good going to the beach. Like I'm not bothered. Other beaches that have just a different... I don't know what about it. There's rocks also in Costa Rica beaches, so it kind of like also brushes it off. Um, but for me, I love waterfalls, rivers, lakes, fresh water. Um, and I love the jungle as the the topography um, because it shows the traversing of the feminine, mm-hmm. meaning people's cars in Costa Rica, and I love their part-time, they're, they get eaten by the jungle. Like the joke yeah. is you can either come to Costa Rica and she will eat you whole and spit you back out, and you're like, fuck the jungle. The bugs, the water, the mosquitoes, the, the animals, everything. I hate the jungle. Or you let her eat you, she'll spit you back out, and you're just like, bring it. 
bring it. People's yeah, cars get swept off into the, the rivers. I mean, wild shit happens in the jungle, and people are just like can't go back. But that's the feminine, like. Costa Rica, that's where a lot of light workers go there and healers go there because we love to be in all of the, the depth. And so I look out the jungle and it's rainy season and I'm just like, wow, she's she's releasing, she's letting go and the the birds are out and the, the monkeys are fighting and it's just the, the, the dark feminine, the chaos is alive and it's beautiful yeah. because then you look back with green and lusciousness and it's all happening simultaneously. Like Costa Rica is the feminine happening all at once. Like your car gets eaten and you're just like, And so did your body well, from mosquito bites. Yeah, and like your <laughs> yeah, your body gets eaten by mosquitoes, but you're just like, Yeah, but look at the sunset. Yeah, yeah but look at those the two cans. Next level. Like, yeah, Costa Rica is just its my own. My first time in Costa Rica was recently. Oh my god. Yeah, for your um you went to a retreat, right? The silent retreat. Yeah, the silent retreat. Yeah. It's incredible there. I think it was who wrote the power of now? Um, Eckhart Tolle. Okay, he he said if you want to see heaven's order, look. It, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but look at the chaos of a jungle. I never knew that, but that's that. I got goosebumps like that. Like I am both equally terrified when I sit out drinking my cacao, looking at the jungle, and also in awe. And it's I did a post on actually it's coming to mind now. Wow, that's pretty wild. Probably. Three years ago, I did a post. Um, it was like me sitting naked with the jungle, this beautiful jungle in the background. And the post was talking about, wow, I am equally terrified by what's being reflected back to me and also astonished by its beauty. And that's a reflection of me. Equally <gasps> terrified of the anarchy in me, the uncontrolled chaos, the rage, but also like, damn, I'm awesome. Like... How can I feel that all at once? That's that's fucking wild. Wow. <laughs> and that's the jungle. She doesn't give a fuck if she eats your car. You were in her way. <laughs> like, like that's Aphrodite too, right? Yep. The, the person should have known to move their car back. Like, <laughs> should have got the. Should have like she had boundaries and you neglected her boundaries, so she ate your fucking car. Like, <laughs> the jungle ate your car. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a girl. Her uh, her car's been eaten twice now. You'd think she'd get it, but it's been medicine for her twice. Twice the jungle's eaten her car, and I just laugh every time. I'm like, she's telling you something, and you're not listening. And she will continue to eat your fucking car, no matter how far away you park from the river. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Just swoops in. It's like, uh, uh, this must be. Like a river just appears, and you're like, where did that river come from? It's called a rainy season, and rivers just appear, and we'll eat your fucking car. Wow. But that's the feminine. That is the feminine, which is why I go coast Costa Rica and why we're yeah. building a home there, and I want to build a retreat center there because it is so healing and confronting yeah. at the same fucking time. Which is a woman in her power. Which is a woman in her power. Confronting, terrifying, and ironically beautiful. Yeah. Like sacred rage into self-pleasure. How can I be turned on by my sacred rage? That's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, yes. how can I be having sex and start crying and, like, have a, a rage be triggered? Wow. Yeah. That's no judgment. That's incredible, right? Like, I, that's when I have things activated while I'm having sex. I'm just like, wow, this yeah. is a weird feeling, but, like, how cool. And simultaneously holding both. Holding both. Just like our need for freedom and connection. They're opposing, yet we have both. Yeah. <laughs> and how can we do it at the same time? In partnership with someone who has freedom and connection. Yes. And desires both. And I'm I'm over here trying my best. 
like, the duality of being the on the duality. planet. Fuck. At one point, I saw a woman who was so in her power, and I felt equally maddened yeah. and inspired Yeah, at the same time. It's so fucked. <laughs> Like, I hate you and I love you. Yes. Like, what the actual fuck? Thank you and fuck off. Like, it's so wild. At the time, too, this was, like, like pre my whole explanation of rage. It was more of a fuck off from me. Yep, yep. You're like, and no. But I knew better. Mm-hmm. I knew better. Like, I could, I'm like, it's actually because I envy. Yeah. And I, I am, I admire you. Yeah. And that's, like, so confronting. Yes. Because then you can't avoid your feelings. When it's that triggering, you're just like, I can't even hide right now, even for my own bullshit. Like, and yeah. to go in and then to fully feel. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I, I'm, it's like, okay, you coming back to the soul because I yeah. love that you said soul. Yeah. It's these beautiful souls, these luminous mm-hmm. beings that we all are. And then this beautiful planet that was created that's this wonderful experiment. And it's like, I feel we're in this time where we're learning to allow the soul to interact, come into the body to then create light in in the density of, of earth and then to interact. And does it feel like as you embrace this journey and deepen in your soul's expression that you meet more beings who are in that frequency or experience as well? For sure. And how I like to put it as... I believe our souls came down here for like the drama of life. Not like dramatic, but like the drama, the the darkness, the rawness, the judgment, the like abandonment. Like we came to experience the texture of what it's like to be human. And when we, which is another term of saying embodied, right? Embodiment of all of it. I do see throughout my journey, the more I've allowed myself to be in the drama of it all, like surrender to the human experience. Yeah, I meet other people that are in their weird, that are also in their drama, like not being dramatic, different, right? Like not like drama queen, but like actually in the drama. Um, And it's so fun. That's why I think what I've noticed, the more I've accepted all of who I be and attracted the other people that are in that, we're all fucking weird and like quirky (laughs) and like talk about like pooping and also simultaneously like, wow, we are all fucking weird and unique and beautiful and so of course it's like this almost like these puzzle pieces coming together that the ones that didn't fit they were forcing to fit it's because there was a disconnect and also just a different level of of embodiment and i've noticed yeah the more i'm embodied and just like am me like what you see is what you fucking get with me whether whether or not the more i've actually lived by that the more other puzzle pieces come to me of people who are also just like yeah, I'm trying to be me too. Like, you want to try this thing together of like yeah. being us? What is that? I, I don't even know what that means. But like, yeah. I, I try every day to be myself. Like, Hop on the roller coaster, uh, baby. Yeah. Buckle up. Come. Yeah, then you find your people and you're just like, yeah. you want to try this thing called life? We're going to yeah. fuck up and trigger each other and also expand each other. And you in for that drama? Sure. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go. And it's... It, let's go. <laughs> let's, it's so... Because I think about, like, people listening who are at all different phases, right? You have the person who's maybe very embodied in one area. And knowing that, like, as you expand more more into it, you'll meet people who will meet you there. And I love that you also shared about pooping. And I think about this often where I go, (laughs) (laughs) I literally, like, why is it that 
poop jokes, penis jokes, like sex, like why did or whatever, or just even yeah. maybe not joke, but it, there's still like a humor to it. And I sometimes I'm like, it's because our it feels like our being, our soul is like, oh my gosh, this human thing is so fascinating, and it's so human to take a poop. It's yeah. so human to have sex. It's so human, like. We're still yes. so fascinated by the actual human experience itself that we're our soul loves it yeah. and laughs at it. Yes, I it's like I used to joke. I'm like, what if our, you know, genitalia was in our armpit? Like, how funny would that be? Like, it really does show. Like, our souls are just like, it's so that's weird to be expanding. a human. Like, <laughs> I had a visual, but that's expanding. <laughs> <laughs> like right it's just like our souls like this is fucking weird like the hum- humans are weird <laughs> like how can we be even more human to see even more how weird it is like yeah. how weird can we fucking get like <laughs> while we're here in these human weird heavy like thick dense bodies that are actually made of light and that eat food yeah. and then poop it out like it's fucking weird yeah <laughs> like, it is we eat things and poop it out <laughs> <laughs> like we bleed once a month and don't die like yeah. What? Like all these things that are just like we've got hair growing out of our head and our armpits and our like what? Yeah. And nipples. <laughs> and nipples. Like what the fuck? Like it's just so interesting. And like the more you just are curious, I think that's what it comes down to. Curiosity. It's the, such a yes. high frequency too. I like curiosity. Oh my god, the, is the hawk. gateway to um and unlocks a lot. Everything. So if we can if we can approach everything with curiosity, like all infinite possibilities wait on the other side of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't have curiosity and judgment at the same time. You can't. That's where, like, I, I know when I have tough conversations or confronting conversations, I come at it with curiosity. Yeah. Of, like, hey, I I felt this way. This happened. I will, I'm curious to hear your perspective. Versus this happened. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do about it? And it's just like, oh. Let me come at it with just curiosity. As the, the the alien, the human, the soul that's having this human experience, let me see if I can feel into the drama of curiosity, the texture of curiosity. Yeah. And it feels like that's a soul quality. Yeah. Because my human can't travel in and experience you, but my soul can, mm-hmm. which is of the heart. So it's like yeah. my soul can go in and and oh, – and feel what it's like for you and it's so interesting because when you said approaching a conversation with curiosity if there's trigger I'm also thinking about humans which a lot of humans do hold shame and shame won't allow you to do that because you there's such a fear of if I for me to drop and allow allow my soul to like it's just as a block there yeah which is such a killer of intimacy and relationships and it's not that it doesn't happen I think it always happens in in relationship that it presents itself it's how can I how can I be aware of it notice it and choose curiosity does that yeah 100% and that actually relates down to the chakra system so if we have shame our heart is closed if we have shame, it's because we don't feel safe within ourselves, the root chakra. If we have shame, but our throat chakra is opened, but, we, it's, but we're not like speaking our truth and sharing our shame and sharing our judgment, it's because the solar plexus is turned off, which is our confidence to actually love ourselves to be able to speak the truth. So that makes a lot of sense when it comes down to if you want to compare it to chakra system. If yeah. there's shame, we can't love ourselves. Therefore, the third energy point, the solar, is turned off. Yeah. So people who are an archetype for this, the people who are holding on to shame um, but are 
showing up in the world and you can tell it's inauthentic, it's because their solar plexus is overactive, therefore um, false confidence. Their heart is closed, therefore seeking love externally. And their throat chakra is overactive, hence the fact it looks like they're in their power, but it's kind of distorted and you can feel that it's off. You're like, I see it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying into it because of that out of alignment. So that's why shame is so important to go into if we want to be these embodied healers and, and, and just humans in general is, okay, if this is overactive and I'm wanting, i.e. the heart is underactive and simultaneously overactive, a pendulum swing, I get to have the confidence, energy point three, to go into my shame. I get to have the self-love to go into the shame. And so for people that are new to this work, we're like, oh, I can click with that. Like I'm maybe the overactive throat chakra or the false confidence. Raising my hand, fucking been there. I only teach up what I know and what I continue to, to do is to go into each energy point and ask, okay, what's off here? And when you get to the shame, where did this start? Where was I withheld from love? Therefore, I can allow the heart to relax. And just going into each energy point, tuning in, asking it questions. Our body is wise. Our body holds everything. And it will tell you where to go first, what memory to go into, where the constriction and um, the, 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 the block is. Wow. Wow. It, it, does it feel like relation, like every single different archetype, every single different relationship is then a mirror to illuminate and dissolve yeah. and become deeper in love in this human experience? Yes. Yeah, like it's like the 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 amplifier of it. So imagine two people standing face to face and the chakra system. Let's say the woman and a man, her red light is on, her yeah. her root chakra is on, his is off. His sacral's on, hers is off. And but, but, but they're kind of opposite. That's gonna amplify everything. Meaning, I believe a relationship isn't someone completing the other person like we don't come into relationship like hoping to have be completed by the other, other Some person people do, but for sure right. yeah my <laughs> belief i would like to go into relationship like not needing anything 50 50 yeah i want to be overflowing Being love yeah and so when we see it as nothing's off and we're not fulfilling each other's chakras out of balance we are seeing the the overactive or underactive or turned off in the other person and it's just like reminding us that we also have that. And it turns on whether through a trigger or through acceptance, either one. And that's how two people, two whole people help each other grow, not want to fix each other. Chakras yeah. are about reflecting back to each other, not fixing each yes. other when it comes to relationship. I love that you've seen yeah. visuals. Because yeah. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, Human design, you must be in like an internal uh, visual pr- like processor where you see it. And then you have to, like, say the visual. Because, like, we see it in our head, the visual. Okay, yes. Yep, yep. I'm up for a reflector. Okay, you reflect it. But, I, but still, yeah. I wonder if, like... Or two. Yeah. But I wonder if, like, whatever your way of seeing things, external or internal. Oh. Uh, that'd be, I'd be interested to see that. We'll look at yeah. the chart later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it makes sense to me. And um, thinking about how there's a relation... Because I get, I get so obsessed with partnership and with relationships and with friendships and with all of it because it does feel like the human to human experience like you're describing it is i love that you use the word amplifier yep amplifier it's going to invite 
something to just be witnessed, to be experienced, either to be mm-hmm. felt. There are infinite initiation opportunities. Infinite. <laughs> it does not end. And when we can accept that, yeah. the freedom in it, yeah. a lot more peace, I feel, because we're always seeking harmony and balance. Yeah. So tell me about the relationship between sexuality and yeah. money. Yes. Oh, my God. This this stream, I salivate. Because it's, again, zoom out and think about the, the feminine. The feminine mm-hmm. is like deep anarchy, chaos, and also abundant and light and Lakshmi. Kali and Lakshmi, and everything in between. So when we go into the sacred rage and we go into the depth, the darkness, the shame, 20 hertz, and alchemize it into lightness back into love, which is halfway up the chart, and then we're in love, self-pleasure, sexuality, openness, vulnerability, all the frequency of love. Well, what is also on the, the vibration of love? Abundance, alignment, opportunity, money, wealth, everything that amplifies who we be money is just an amplifier of who we be so this is for anyone who's still working on money mindset and a healthier relationship with money is money isn't evil or wanting money isn't evil money is simply an amplifier of who we already be and so just like to preface that so i can then go into like after you do your money mindset work what's possible so in we're in our sexuality we're open we're in love again vulnerability receptive fierce boundaries we have that container that the divine masculine within us to let the feminine flourish because we're safe in our sexuality which is the divine masculine therefore we are this this magnet we are magnetic we are receptive and the more we stay in this this liberated sensual sexy place the more we attract what we desire and if what you desire is to create wealth so you can do the things in life, you can go on experiences, like it's the reality. If you want to do anything in the world, you need money to do it. That's just that's just the fact. <laughs> like it just is. Some people like, are like, you can't, money can't buy happiness. Changed. I'm like, well, it actually can because you know what makes me really happy is a first class flight to Greece. Like just saying, yeah. like it, it, it isn't happiness, but it can buy us things. That create even more happiness, not from a place of lack, from a place of fuck yes, more please. Like one of my mantras. Yeah, like more please of everything. And so when we understand that that money and wealth is feminine, like money wants a mission. So that's the masculine part of money. The energy of money is feminine. She's fluid. She's sensual. But then she also wants a mission, meaning she doesn't want to go in someone's bank account and just fucking sit there and get dusty because the person's hoarding money. No, she's like, yes. She wants to know that when she comes into your home, you are going to give her a mission. And that mission might be to sit in the bank account and grow and be dedicated to a savings account. But you're letting her know, you're communicating with her Mm -hmm. what her mission's going to be. And so we look at that as a big picture and we're in our sexuality because we're lighter because we've accepted our dark feminine and the sacred rage. We're now fluid with all the energies. We are it all. Love is it all. Abundance is it all. Money, when looked at that way as energy, is it all. Therefore, if we are love, we are also abundance. We are also money. We are also wealth. We are also the impact that we can make with that money. Powerful, conscious women with money can do great fucking things. Yeah. Period. Like, that's why a lot of, I believe a lot of healers and light workers that are stuck in their crown chakra, not rooted, mm. um, have money 
a negative relationship with money, charging their worth because they're in an altruistic state of like, I have to, I have to give back. I can't charge my worth. But we're actually doing society a disservice because if wealthy women, uh, conscious women create wealth, we can do epic things. We can make an impact. You can rent a space like this to record, right? Money allows you to have this conversation, which is being listened to by many people. And so when we see it that way and that our sexuality is natural, money is natural, rage is natural. These are all very natural, easy things. It's the mind around money that can fuck things up. It's the mind that can find fear and illusion. When we have an orgasm, guess what we're not doing? Thinking about our to-do list, judging, being fearful. When we are having an orgasm, we are pure love. And presence. Fully present. What would it look like to take that frequency and call in money that way? Fully present. Everything that we would create if you're an entrepreneur would be from a state of an orgasmic bliss. Therefore, the people that you call in are like, yeah, take my fucking money. Like, done. Sign me up. Give me what you got. Because I feel the love coming through you. And safety. And the safety because we're rooted because we went into the darkness. So people feel that. And as leaders, and leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, once this clicks, it's such a service to our clients and ourselves. Because then we're actually showing up fully authentic, saying, I had this offer that I've created from this beautiful orgasmic place. And so it's this beautiful reciprocity when we see this creation that allows money to follow through. It's just a cycle. We create, we receive. We create Mm -hmm. the masculine, the feminine, receiving. Money is ever fluid. But if we are in our sexuality and then turn that off and go back into rigidness, control, the wounded masculine, the wounded feminine, the push, the hustle, and we're wondering why the money's not coming, oh, I'm not feeling orgasmic right now. I'm not feeling turned on. I choose consciously to call in and attract and be the magnet from a turned on place. I won't create anything, birth anything, release money unless I'm fully turned on. Not turned on like I need to like self-pleasure, but mm-hmm. just like let me tap into my pussy and my womb to make sure that this is a full body fuck yes. Yeah. Meaning tapped into my sexuality. Meaning being the vibration of love. Meaning being the vibration of abundance all connected. Abundance and wealth is an energetic thing. That's why we get to and must feel wealthy and abundant before we actually call the physical money in. Yes. Like that's, that's you know, everyone air quote knows that. But like in order to have abundance, we have to feel abundant. That's like basic Abraham Hicks 101. Um, but in order to feel abundant, we have to feel safe, which is like why healing the nervous system and our sexuality and our shame is so fucking important to call yeah. in money. Because if we don't feel safe in our body, we can have an influx of money come in. And then what happens? We burn it. We burn it. Oh, story of my life. Oh, my God. Girl. Which is Sorry. lack of safety. Yes. Oh, did it? I, I, I used to be thousands of dollars in debt because I was an overspender because I didn't feel safe in my body. Yeah. Therefore, the moment I received a lot of energy, boom, gone, yeah. burned it. Because it would feel it, it, safety would then start to feel like death. Yes. Very heavy. Yes. Yep. And to get the heaviness off, you just get rid of it. But instead of looking at it as heavy, it's, wow, if this is just the what if game, if this was just energy... And this energy wants to go in and out. What if I just like try this little game 
of every time I received money for like a week. I just like let it go mm. like a cycle right now, like a million dollars, like, you know, give your money a mission. Mm-hmm. Right. But see what that feels like to let money go. And when you let it go, if the unsafety comes in, it's like, wait a minute. Okay. How can I shift this right here, right now? I know you talk a lot about that, the shift of, okay, if I'm about to spend because I want to get it off, take a moment. Like, okay, where is this coming from? How can I put the money aside for a second, recalibrate, then release the money? Mm. It's a cycle. We're just like, we're cyclical. We're cyclical humans. The moon, the sun, mm. us as, as women, we bleed every single month, cycle. Money is cyclical too. That's why I call her a she. Mm. And then the mission is the masculine. Wow. Do you feel like there's also a connection with having a vision that authentically lights your soul up? Yes. Yeah. A statement I use, if the vision is in you, it's for you. Time is an illusion. So if we see a vision and it's really big and scary and you're like, that's not for me. Oh, fuck. It is for me. Otherwise, it wouldn't have just dropped into my awareness. It's already done. It's already done. We just get to calibrate accordingly. To that timeline. To that timeline. Infinite yeah. timelines we get to choose. I got chills all on my right yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> the doing side. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Oh, the doing side, the, the right mascul- side. The masculine, the right. Oh. Dolores Cannon shares yeah. that theory, yeah. right? That when we go right, another one of us goes left, and yep. one of us goes this way, and then there's infinite timelines happening. <laughs> so do you feel the feeling, right? Feeling it, that reality before it actually presents itself is what tunes our frequency into allowing mm. the physical manifestation of it to happen, be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we, that's why gratitude is mm. so important because when we see a vision of ourselves in the future and we express gratitude as if it already is done because it is, we are matching that timeline immediately. Manifestation. Like yeah, collapsing. We're collapsing time. We see it, we feel it as if it's already done because it is show up in that vibration of it already being done. And then before we know it, it appears. In ways <laughs> and we're like, holy it. shit. Yeah. And exactly. There's no attachment because it's already done. I always ask people, how would it feel like if there, if, uh, if you're at a fork in the road making a decision that the mind is overcomplicating, right? story of my life as well like heaven forbid the mind overcomplicates anything uh all the time and so i do this i say okay fork in the road how what choice would i make if i knew it was already done and worked out exactly the way i wanted what choice would i make right now i'd probably choose it but if i think about that and i'm like oh i don't think i'd like that outcome i wouldn't choose it so it kind of helps me make decisions it's very expansive yeah zoom out yeah, that qu- yeah. that feels like it's uh, it's allowing you to view from the soul an expansive, yes. open, trusting, and a greater intelligence yep. way of being rather than the mind or high beta wave frequencies yes. that's like narrow and limited. Yeah, we don't want limited. Like mm-hmm. everything happens in the known and that's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to live in a known world. Like I want to live in an unknown, infinite possibilities where my mind is being blown every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. But like that just happened so fast. What? I was hearing surprise yes. and how surprise is. I love being surprised. A frequency of your soul. Uh-huh. The soul loves surprise, sincerity. Yes. Which is drama. <laughs> right? The soul is like, oh, that happens so surprisingly. Cool. 
That's I've never thought about it like that. So then do you okay? Do you think Earth is a school? Yeah, for sure. And then we, as we come down, we're going through this human experience that we choose to come back if we want to, or that we graduate. But then again, I don't want to use the word graduate because there's souls that are not in the human experience that are like, oh my gosh, I'm sign me up. I want to be have the human experience. Then we decide, okay, I'm going to be a guardian and and you know work in the angelic realm, or I'm going to like. What do you think? Do you think it's a choice afterwards? Have you thought yeah, about this? Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm like, oh, <laughs> welcome to my brain, twenty four seven. In this moment, what I feel, and this might change yeah. consistently. Um, I just think the more like the when I do bufa, which is the the is the consciousness of God, it's the the God molecule. So I I'm using that as an anchor right now to. It's I don't the word choice is so conflicting to me, because I believe when we die there is no choice because that means there's polarity, mm. and that means there's a yes or no, and if love is just love. There is no choice. That's why I struggle with that. It's like free will versus not free will. Yeah. And so when we when we die, it's almost like a a choice, but from a place of just obvious of like, fuck yeah, I did that. Let's go again. Yeah. Or fuck yeah, I did that. Angel time. Yeah. But not like, do I want to go down again? Oh my god. It's very clear. Very clear. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like a knowing, yeah, versus a decision, because you don't have to process it through here. There's no processing. There's okay. no polarity. It's yes or yes. Yeah, like not yes or no. Yes to angel. Yes to guardian. Yes to human. Which yes, love, no polarity. Do you want to say yes to? Yeah. So that's that's what I subscribe to. It's almost like, does, which, what is my soul ready for? And it already knows. And it's going to just bloop into that it next. It just knows. <laughs> which is wild for the human mind to comprehend. Yeah. But there is no human mind once we die. It's just energy constantly moving. You can't kill energy. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's why I don't think it's a yes or no. Because if energy is constantly moving, there's nothing to answer. It just keeps going. On its mission. On its mission. Evolving, 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 whatever timeline, whatever whatever form to raise the collective uh, next. How can I learn everything? In All this of life? it. It's such a good way to go about life, I feel. So how can everyone mm. find you, stalk yes. you, learn from you? This has been awesome. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, sister. Like, so good. I'm like, you and I can jam for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's nighttime. Uh, you can find me over on Instagram at I am Taylor Simpson. Super easy. Come find me. Come say hi. Uh, I share a lot of my content there and this kind of stuff and along with my podcast, which we're going to we need to have you on Mm -hmm. um, the Embodied Woman podcast is where I go into conversations like this. uh, So Instagram and the podcast. Thanks, babe. And everyone both are in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you can find a ton more free tips on my Instagram under Rebecca Boatman. If you are curious about my online membership and community, you can click the link that is in the description and see the page that explains everything you get to support you on your journey to attracting and building a healthy relationship. And I hope to see you inside.